You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, before we start this week's episode, we have another world premiere from our friends over at Days, um, our buddy Lumpy. Um, this band is called Boulevard of Death. They're from Italy. Um, I chose to do this intro because the Boulevard of Death is Queens Boulevard, which is two blocks, two streets up from where I currently live in Woodside, Queens, New York. Um, so it's a very uh, close close to home name. So their bo- band is called Boulevard of Death from Italy. The song is called Survive. It's off their upcoming EP, Hate Too Much to Love, and it's coming out on April 14th. So that's coming out on Days Records. band is called Boulevard of Death. Check it out. from 72 also about being on the road it's called turn the page yeah Can listen to the engine moaning out as one note song. You can think Yo, about it would the be woman. the Joe Budden part would be really good on that episode too, though. That's a fact. Yo, how and liberal. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm the you know. <laughs> I'm Team it? Rory. No, I'm <laughs> Team Mall. Conservative. Uh, no, no. CNN here. Um. All right. Start it off the way we normally do it. PK. <clears throat> Welcome to Axe to Grind. The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. And Pat seemed confused. He was like, I'm Patrick? 
Yeah, I, I was, it was, it was kind funny of a question. Because, <laughs> no, <laughs> so that was not a bit. That was actually, I was going to tack on something after my name and then had it, it, had it the lost bit. it. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing I'm warning you guys now. I'm really fucking slow today. Okay. Like remarkably slow. I had to walk into the other room. I, 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 so it's funny. You should say that Tom. I don't like to see myself as a caffeine addict as I am a a righteous edgeman of many years. However, uh, my brain was moving positively sluggish. Uh, So for people, I just called. He said, tell your friend, fuck you. Yeah, Yo, quick but pause before we get so far away from it. It's irrelevant because I want to get right back to this. Leave all that preamble in because I want to see people see how quick we flip the switch sometimes. That's, okay. that's pretty good. It's, it right. was pretty good. Um, so uh, I, I had to walk into the other room to Eric a- after like 15 minutes of being like, I can't be this dumb. Am I this dumb? And I said, Eric, what's that word where you're like, you're rich and you're, you're kind of crazy but you're rich. So people don't say shit. Except he goes, yeah, yes. Right. Yes. And I was like, I, so I sat there staring at my computer screen oh, going, no. going peculiar, odd, <laughs> which works. Uh, iconoclastic. Uh, you know I mean? Like, I like, I'm, but you weren't I'm thinking, hitting the, you weren't hitting the, the nail on the head. No. And I had terrible feeling. Oh God. It felt, it felt brain slow. So that means your head's too full. I, you know, what's interesting this is Shinfo for our listeners. Everybody. Isn't this all Shinfo? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Bob and Tom joke about how little I like to work, but it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not this a shit joke. Sucks. <laughs> so, so like I, it's difficult for me to stay motivated. Like many people that are like of a certain generation that uh, probably their moms love them too much and they think they don't got to work. That's me. And right, the greatest it's, generation. It's it, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's the thing is, I can only focus on the things that are exciting to me. I've had good jobs, like oh, you're gonna have a career here, kid. And I'm in the other room, like yeah, I'm not gonna do that work. I'm gonna write my comic books over here while on the on the clock until I get fired. And right. that's that's just who I am, and it's a bad quality, no doubt. But the last three days, I've had actual work to do where hours fly by because I'm just working, working, working. And mm. I hate that. I like to go for a walk in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I love that you've at- gotten to that point at this age of your life. Oh, it's terrible, Tom. <laughs> there you're like, fuck, I want to go take a walk, but like, I got work to do. Like that to me is incredible <laughs> that it took you to 29 years old to finally fucking yeah. experience that feeling. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm I'm trying to push it out of my life. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to become crypto rich so I can just abandon this uh, this working life. I have a crypto question for you, which you may Ooh. not have the answer to. Okay. But so now, I kind of get what crypto is, sort of whatever. Yep. Why is it such a like an energy suck, like an actual electricity suck? No. Okay, so so it's a, it, this is an interesting question that I've read a lot about on the, in the last few weeks because it became a really big deal in the art world, right? Yeah, for NFTs. <laughs> yeah, so for NFTs, and it's a, in comics. This is a war. Like if you're <sighs> if you're on Team <laughs> NFT, people are like they jump out at you like they're Captain Planet, and you're yes. the fucking like the evil <laughs> corporation. Yeah, all of a sudden but, they haven't used a plastic bag in 35 years. Yeah, so so I went and looked into it, and there's been a number of people that have written articles lately, and. Essentially, 
so blockchain technology is uh, uh, hard drive intensive, right? So you're basically using um, what are they called? You, you, you're 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 using hard drives to mine for the shit and also the transaction costs. So like all of it is requiring computing technology that has to be plugged in nonstop and uses energy. So for example, if you're going to mine these coins, essentially just running these lines of code in, indefinitely and, and generating this fake thing, essentially. Yeah, essentially it's like they're saying the value is in this motion, this energy that's happening, this transaction. And that right. costs that that has an associated energy cost. However, the thing that I would urge people who have misgivings about blockchain technology or NFTs, et cetera, et cetera, to look into is the associated costs of the servers that they use every day for entertainment purposes. So for example, if you are utilizing YouTube, you have to jump immediately out of the blockchain is too damaging to the environment <laughs> conversation sure, you sure. are no longer welcome here because right. you, you you don't understand what's going on and you've been fed this line where it's like oh it uses so much so tom here's what's important it doesn't use as much as has been stated by people that are hysterical about this subject if you look at the complete uh pie chart it's an incredibly small amount relative to the others that's not to say that if you think that blockchain technology, if you think that cryptocurrencies are total nonsense, then it's entirely too much energy to use on them. Entirely too much. If you think that they are a valid uh, way to accrue wealth, save wealth, uh, uh, transfer money onto your kids in some way, et cetera, et cetera, or if you just think it's a hustle that you could become slightly rich in the short term then you might think it's definitely worth the uh, energy burn because the energy burn is not that much more significant than so many things that people enjoy. And per household, it's fucking minute compared to entertainment shit that we enjoy every single day. Okay. And that so is your blockchain minute. Hey, sponsors. Um, Big shout-outs to Death Wish Inc. Big shout-outs to Run For Cover. Today, we're going to talk about two of our other friends, To Live a Lie and Closed Casket Activities. Who wants to start and where are we starting? I'm going to start in Troy, New York. Yeah. I'm going to our friends at Closed Casket. Um, they've been busy during the <laughs> pandemic. Busy. And germane to the um, – I use that now because Pat used it, and I was like, that's a good word. I'm going to, I'm going to interpolate good that word. into my – Go up. My, um, germane to the topic at hand for this week. Um, I think they have a lot of, now that things are opening up, they put out some, a bunch of records mm -hmm. that have, um, that are going to have a huge impact once shows are, you know, that have had a huge impact already and will have even a bigger impact once shows are happening. Mm. Um, the, the regional justice center record. Oh yeah. Um, the God Tate record. Yes. That vein record, the the old data in a new machine. Yeah, like that. It was like the remixes and kind of reissuing. Yeah, new song material. or two. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think honestly, I think that's a good look. And I think like if that's a forebear of what's to come for them, like yeah, fucking sky's the limit. Honestly, um, I'm curious. To see, I mean, with those, I mean, they might have a record done already. Who the hell knows? You know what I mean? Like mm. th they could be working in silence this whole time and have something ready. Um, but I'm curious to see, you know, 
what the hell's a God's Hate show going to look like now? Oh, they were you know like they were rough enough three years ago. I mean, they went from like uh, I forget who it might have been Colin posted like before the record came out. They had three thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Now they're at like fifty eight thousand. 55,000 more people started listening to them. Yeah, I feel like their first show back in LA could be pretty, pretty messy. Like just a wild, wild style, you know? Yeah, I mean helmets, helmets, you know, fuck a mask. You need a helmet. (laughs) Yo, uh, I I fully endorse this message as well. I think um, regional justice under crime and punishment, like. I think in a way that surprised the band, like you guys might know this and maybe you felt it with some releases or maybe you haven't, but I think there was a little bit like those dudes obviously believed in the record and thought it was great and psyched on it. But I think they might've been like surprised at how big it went, how many people were really, really feeling it. Um, They had to have been, I mean, there's no way that you could have thought like, I mean, cause you know, they put out good records before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, I think yeah. Nate being, you know, a, a famous wrestler, like, oh, no. I mean, like, as someone who watches, like, the dude's famous, like, he's well known. That, that for hurt. sure. That for sure. I was talking about RJC, too, though. Regional Justice. Oh, Center. geez. I'm sorry. I pivoted. No, well, it's OK. Let, because let I think it. it's true for both. <laughs> but, but I think RJC was like kind of got some of the military gun energy. Mm. And I think like people were kind of like getting hit to them before this and this was just like a perfect storm of like you know huge label huge sounding record huge looking record like the fucking artwork and that thing is incredible agree pk what were you gonna say i was gonna say i spoke to ian the other day from rjc and he uh he said i thought doing a band with with you would help alienate people and uh, we wouldn't be that big, but uh, it looks like it looks like now we got to do a bunch of shows. <laughs> yeah. Like what SWAT or or yeah. regional wrestling? Yeah, oh. yeah like uh, he's like he's like I really thought this was going to push the people away, but uh, fuck, you didn't do your job. Yeah, well, you can't even do that. Imagine that. No. We're, we're going to get that, into that, that's that powerful. stuff. Powerful. We're going to get into it, but yo, check out those records and all the other releases uh, of recent carriage for Close Casket Activities. Go to closecasketactivities.com. Fill up your web cart and let them know that Axe to Grind sent you, okay? Wait, uh, before we go any further. Ooh, uh, you got something else? I, I think Bob is going to know the answer. Tom, uh, we've almost certainly mentioned this in passing on the show. but uh, 108. Oh, just, okay. <laughs> just because we gave a shout out to uh, Troy, New York. Uh, do you know uh, what, what Troy's uh, l- little nickname is? Um... Oh God! No, the Collar City, <laughs> and it's it's For it's, it's, it's named that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Perp City. Yeah, it's the Perp City. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. It's, 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 so uh, with Tom's career uh, advocating for people on Rikers, he has a completely different connotation for Collar. Yeah, but yeah. The, the uh, think more just uh, our friend's old profession. Uh, yeah, relation there. So textiles in the in the 1900s, uh-huh. uh, 90 out of every hundred collars worn in the United States were made in Troy, New York. Wow. Yeah. Um, Do they make them now? No, uh, they all every single one of them had left by the 19 by 1980. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. You know what? That tracks actually. That tracks yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever go to Troy? 
yes, my father uh, worked in Troy. So, mm, yeah. uh, uh, so for anybody that knows the region, yeah. uh, immediately over the uh, Green Island Bridge is where my father worked uh, next to, uh, this is going to be very uh, recognizable to people who, who uh, live in the area. There is a uh, gravestone sales place uh, and my father worked basically right next to it. And some of my earliest memories are going over that bridge. Uh, it, it, here's some uh, Albany old shit for people that care. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest memories, besides uh, going to uh, the parking lot of an OTB, uh, were mm, good OTB. Uh, going to uh, Coulson's uh, uh, on. Uh, are you talking about? Da- are you talking about the place with all the magazines? Yes, exactly right. I, I, it was. It's one of my favorite places in the world, for sure. Uh, Bob, would you try explaining this to somebody that <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're like if you're 26 or under, the concept yeah, yeah. of a store that sells magazines is I obscure well, to you. I might as well talk about like life on Mars. Um, <laughs> they had more magazines than you could imagine. Yes. Um, like. Well, they had comics, not a crazy selection of comics, but more comic books than probably was rightful to have. But, you know, so so I think everybody who's listening, well, maybe somebody who's super young, imagine the magazine section at Barnes and Noble, you know, this giant chain place, but maybe even double it up. Like just goes, goes, and not as kind of wholesome. Like there was everything. They had everything. I bought lots of... Uh, weird horror movie magazine like Fangoria and that kind of thing, heavy mm-hmm. metal. But like those are just tip of the, the iceberg. I wish I had a time machine to go back because I wonder how small press they were getting because they had lots of stuff. Like I couldn't believe how much stuff they had. Yeah, uh, they think- had Ninja Turtle comics, the the OG run. I uh, honestly, I think they took anything that the distributor had. Yeah, yeah, anything. I can't believe you brought up Colson's. <laughs> Tom, we've never talked about it before. This is a place that I would go to with my dad all the time. Uh, not far from Siena, actually. Um, oh, that's the other Colson's. Yeah, I've oh. been to both. I've been to both of those so often because the other spin. one's right near Latham. So I would go there. Um, uh, it is a uh, yeah. R.I.P. to magazine shops. I, I got excited I when I, I can't moved even to- explain how cool it was. I got excited when I moved to LA because LA famously has magazine stands. You yep, know, on like, the street. Yeah, and uh, they've all been closed. Let me get the variety, whatever. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Bella Napoli. Shout out, there used to be a little diner. That that was the reason I went to Troy. There was some diner right there, kind of on the main run there, that uh, that my dad sold coffee to. But uh, but I think he used going there as an excuse to go to Bella Napoli. There so, you go. And now uh, Troy is like down a hill from Albany, correct? Across the river. I don't know who gave me this bullshit information that when we used to drive <laughs> to our $75 gigs at the QE2, mm. we would be coming down whatever street that is. If it's Washington or Lark or whatever it was, if you looked to your left as you're going like from 87 or whatever, going towards the venue, if you looked down to your left, we would speak in like hushed tone. Like, that's Troy. Uh, but yes. I don't know if that's right. No, no, no. You're you, you, well. I don't yes. know. From, from no, you, you you certainly could have if you were. Yes. Did they come up seven eighty seven? That's the way, right? Like, but maybe. they would have been looking. It would have been looking. Uh, it would have been across the river to your left, Tom. Is that accurate? Yeah. Sure, but like it was like down and across the river. That makes sense. Yeah. If, if like, Albany yeah. kind of slopes to the river, 
Okay, like yeah. Basically, so, that, so it wasn't totally off. No, no, no. And then you kind of go up a hill once you get into Troy. But wait, um, that's where Sigmod is from. Everybody loves the 518 talk, so shout out. Um. Yeah. We've had our, <laughs> hold on. Let's see how many listeners we can alienate with crypto into Albany. Yo, by hey, the way, Lord. we got a great message from uh, somebody who hits us a lot, who uh, works for the most prominent promoter of Albany of all time, currently mm. still, and says they truly enjoy the stories about uh, Mr. Etoll. You know, okay. That's so right. that's uh, actually shout out to Ted. Yes, correct. Shout Good out dude. To shout out to Uncle Wonderful. Sam. And yo, let's move along to somewhere a little faster. To live a lie records. Uh, so to, fast. So fast. Uh, let's go to to live Today I'm just kind of browsing the the distro. The first thing I wanted to grab was the um <laughs> the uh, low threat profile product to LP. It's on Deep Six Records. Reason I bring it up is that I guess it's about 10, maybe 11 years old now. This is a band they did a seven inch before this, which was product one, if you if you will. Um, members of No Comment, members of Lack of Interest, members of Infest, doing what they do. But on revisit, <clears throat> I was like, yo, I own this record still. But I was like, yo, let me throw this on. It's not power violence. It's just really fast hardcore. And I was thinking like, yo, there might be people out there who have a hard time diving into the power violence stuff. And there's sort of a speed below that that just doesn't uh, doesn't get a lot of play right now in the kind of, you know, the mainstream of hardcore that we talk about. But this record's perfect. Um, it pulls in all the early 80s influences without trying to cosplay or dress it up. Um, clearly you can tell the bands these guys came from. And I think this is like very high quality, very fast, hardcore. So, so check that out. The Whoa. low threat profile product to Tom. I was listening to it and I was like, Oh, Tom could totally get behind this. Got a lot of personality. I think, I think actually Patrick, you could too. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I'm strongly recommending that. Um, check that out. I think he still has a couple copies of some RJC records. And if you don't get them now, they will be gone. So um, for people who got in on the last, on the newest regional justice center record, I'm going to just tell you, you can get world of inconvenience on white marble vinyl out of 250 at the to live a lie store. But there are not many left. I think this is like, Hey, I found 10. Let me throw them up. And that literally might be one of my favorite, covers the last like 20 years yo uh, if you can people i think ian might have posted this we're showing a lot of love to our buddy ian today so shout out um of the three regional justice center 12 inches because they're all mark mccoy art whether intentional or not they work together so well so uh go complete your collection to live hit that web store fill your basket let them know we sent you Thank you. Guys, how we doing? I feel great. We're doing. Pat feels great now. He's, all he needed was a couple of sponsor he, reads, and now he's he back. He just needed to speed yeah. up. He, he just needed that energy pickup. I did. Um, I, needed to, I needed to talk about crypto. It gives me life. And then a little Troy talk in there, stir it we up. We talked Ooh. magazines, periodicals. Oh, shit. Ooh, I love periodicals, man. I love me too, man. I know. It's the dead world. Guys, this I saw... This so Pat's... This is such a Pat episode already. This is a Pat episode. Here, let's... Um, I, I got a picture of a uh, movie thing. We'll we'll do this really quick just to kind of like... the. Con- we didn't... We usually do... 
what a solid twenty minutes of like horse shitting around before we record. Gibberish. Sure. Total. Like, oh, before we even start recording. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, and after it's it's like usually that too. Um, yeah, so one we of got all the stuff out that we can't talk. Yeah, yes. it's usually Pat. <laughs> um, That's like I reheated food. I'm gonna poop myself. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, here's our, our kind of like our, our warm up pitch before we get into today's big topic. You have three movie franchises to lose forever, and any future projects of these these ones these franchises I'm gonna give you. Okay. I saw this and I was like, oh, this is a good question for these dudes. And it was hard for me, to be honest, too. So you lose three of these. Any three. Full franchises. Full franchises. Okay. Got it. Star Wars, Harry Potter, 007, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC Cinematic Universe, Fast and the Furious, Indiana Jones, Avatar, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. Tom, right, I gotta go first. Yeah, you yeah, go because first. otherwise I'll forget my choices. So yeah. I would go, and this may not be popular, but I don't really give a crap because I can justify some of the ones that I'm leaving off this list. For sure. Harry Potter. Okay. Get back. JK Rowling, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um 007, don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um Lord of the Rings. Don't really give a shit. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Patrick, you want to go? Fast and Furious, I hated forever. Okay. And then I finally I was like, you know what? Just watch one. Oh, yeah, they're good. Fast and the Furious are, are like the E-Town of movies. Yeah, that's fair. Yo, you go, I, I can't like this. And then you listen to you're like, yo, this is fucking dope. Dude. It was the same thing. I uh, I resisted. And then one time, I mean, it's now a decade ago, probably. Tokyo Drift was on TV and I was like, that's the one that gets you. It's sneaky. It got me. It got me. And then I was yeah, like, sneaky. It's like, yo, they they broke their machine. We're like, hey, we're going to do it with a totally different cast. Why not? And then I was in. And then I loved the family. I was all in. So, all right, Patrick, what is yours? These are the ones I'm tossing. You're tossing yes. three. Do you want me to run through it again or you got it? No, this is easy. Avatar's okay. toilet water. Get the fuck Correct. rid of it. Um, the DC movies are trash at, but i do like laughing at him um, no you don't have any hope for the suicide the uh, suicide squad i think that looks no, good i know listen i it's it looks fine but i've kind of like james gunn is like sort of demonstrating yeah. him to be like demonstrating himself to be like a weak hollywood nerd now as opposed to like a transgressive sort of from the trauma school sort mm. of guy um it could be fine i'm sure it'll be above average um and the Harry Potter ones it missed me generationally, so it doesn't resonate. Although I will say that uh, I went with a girlfriend to whichever movie that Dobby dies, and that my hurt dog, you. my dog had died, and I, I, it hit me. I still get like, oh, when I think about Dobby's last words, I get very, very upset. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'd keep that one. Give me one, another one of the bullshit ones. Okay, 007, Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Fast and the Furious, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. Oh, we can get rid of Jurassic Park. I don't give a shit about that. Okay. So you're getting rid of DC, Jurassic Park, Avatar, or are you doing Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, Avatar? No, we'll keep Harry Potter because I, I, my, I my eyes got wet thinking about that okay. part, so okay. it's got to mean something. All right, so I'm going to ditch Avatar was the easy one for me. Yeah, it's trash. 
Yeah, and he's, they got like 10 movies planned, and I'm like, really? Who cares? There's no demand. Get no it out demand. of your fucking it's head. Too late no now. demand. It's over. No, it, it's over. When did that movie come? The movie came out 10 years ago. What the fuck? No demand. No. Um, so here, we got to define these products. We're never seeing these movies. Like, I'm trashing this. I'll never see these movies again. Um, Jurassic Park. I guess it's gone. I I have a soft spot for it. I like enjoy it, but I think Jurassic Park two ruined it for me. And then three was just the, the trope style. Like three is the remake of one, but we just jazzed it up because two was the the offshoot. Um, Harry Potter missed me generationally. However, yeah, right. Like all three of us. However, there's a ton of content there. And so in my head, initially looking at this, I'm like, yeah, they got like a ton of movies. So if I was just going to sit and watch fucking eight movies in a row, I could do that. I think this is going to sound crazy. I might ditch back to the future, despite the fact that I really like it. It's just three movies. No. All right. I'm all right. It's Harry Potter. Harry Potter's gone. Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, Avatar. Damn. So let it be written. So let it be done. Now let's let's talk, let's talk about hardcore. hardcore. What hardcore are we going to delete from the world? <sighs> Jeez, that's another episode. Um, no, yeah. we're talking about guys. We already yep. snapped it. <laughs> Walter's still talking about fucking Brian Murray. <laughs> <laughs> that's our contribution to the world of hardcore. Um, He's going to kill you. He's going to snap you today. You're going to snap it. And can't believe it. Um, shout out, Walter. That was a cool time. Um, that was such a great episode. Yo, guys, we teased this like three, four-ish weeks ago. How are you guys feeling about touring and shows? Hey. Here's what's real. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. It's coming. Yes, exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. Here's my first thought, though. Oh, how do you want to do this? We'll just shoot Please, the shit? No, start, kick us off. Talking to some of our friends in the biz... Mm. To me, it sounds like being a local band that does like a weekend of shows even sounds like it's more feasible sooner or more like manageable than a tour. Mm. Like he, our, our mutual friend was explaining like, well, you know, you go, you know, California may have like three different um, restrictions or regulations depending on where you are. You know, you cross state lines. It's it's almost as if you're touring in Europe in the 90s before the EU. Like everything is different from state to state. Yep. So it's like, you know, I was I jokingly I was like, what is like like Dallas or Houston, like the biggest um, music market in the United States? And he's like Dallas. Houston. Oh, no, I said Dallas or Miami. And he's like Dallas, Houston and probably Tampa are the biggest music <laughs> markets right now in Yo. the United States of America. Into those cities, enjoy your time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, top, it's true, bro. though. Yeah, it's very true. Like, New York's not. I mean, you know, how are you doing anything in New York? Oh, indoors, I mean, especially. Going to be a while. Well, I mean, like, you know, there's big but Not tours, that long, like, I guess. I don't know. No, I mean, Julian Baker's playing here in September. Well, so that is the beacon. That is the timeline. Um, what do you guys want to say? I was privy to a list of avails uh patrick have you seen any avail sheets yet 
Uh, I'm just getting tour offers. I'm not looking at. Do you want to explain what avails are to? Um, avail is uh, avails are um, tours that are planning and looking for bands to be involved, um, and looking for oh, support okay. acts or looking f- to be support acts, essentially. So oh, okay, it basically is like, hey, here's the status update of our roster. Um, yeah, August September. I would post that. Yeah. Yeah, August September. Uh, there's some stuff that looks like it's going to be rolling. Uh, just kind of putting it out there. It seems, it seems like we're heading in the right direction, right? Like in terms of people getting vaccinated in terms of people kind of following the rules. And I say that, you know, in that really like fingers crossed kind of way, but that seems okay. What are you, where are you guys at? I mean, the numbers are going down, and I think, you know, I, I, I you don't have to go, and that's that's, that's right. kind of the resolution I've come to. That it's kind of like, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I, people have to make money, mm-hmm. and like the government has failed their citizens. So at some point, you just kind of have to go, like, all right, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I might not be willing to risk my life for, you know, a fucking hardcore show in May. Yeah. There are people, you know, I mean, like, but I'm fully vaccinated or whatever. But, like, if I was, yeah. you know, Norman Corman number two and I'd be like, ah, well, you know what? Like, I live with a, a sickly partner or, like, you know, yeah. maybe you don't go. And I get it. But, like, at some point, like, it's like it's been, you know, you know, 18, you know, whatever it is, 14 months or whatever. Like, you at sooner or later, people are just going to be like, fuck you and just go and do it. Oh, yeah. And I have a, pe- a question for you, Pat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this may sound shitty, and not to you, but to other <laughs> by bands. All, by, you know I'm hard to offend. Please go on. <laughs> Do you think, like, it's time, like, should, like, the, the touring bands that were, like, legit touring bands before the snapping, should they get, like, fir- like first dibs? Should, like, the, like I, I, my concern is that, like, everyone's, like, touring's open, and then, like, everyone's going to try to get out there. Like, do you think like it should be like, all right, young ones, young young Padawans, you hold on for a bit. Let these, yeah. you know, these folks that have been like, you know, basing their lives in their like their mortgages around this shit. Let us get back out there first, make some of that year and a half worth of money we didn't make. Then y'all can come back around. You're asking my opinion? Yeah, I just feel like I, I, for bands that are like, you know, would usually be weekend warriors and now are like, fuck it, let's get out there. It's like there's not enough room for everybody right now. No, but th- there isn't. But this is where I become like true, like anarcho-capitalist kid. Let the market decide. You know yeah. what I mean? Like th- th- those those shows. It's a, a promoter that wants to do those shows is welcome to. If you can get that, if you can get those date uh, dates, then that's cool. But here's my feeling, and this is from having a friend who's a, a pretty successful booking agent is. People are thirsty as fuck right now. And you're going to see a lot of big bands doing things that they would never, ever do. Like underplays, right? Well, in in weird lineups. Okay, everybody be on the lookout for this. Everybody be mindful of this. Yes. This is the the number one thing I'm hearing, by the way. The co-headlines that you are going to see in 2022 are going to blow your fucking mind. So... Band like thing. like Templar's self defense family, yeah, okay. precisely. Yeah, like it, 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 it's like it, you're or going like Slayer Blink One Eighty Two or something. Yeah, yes, y- yeah. So you're going to see that, 
so you're going to see out of genre stuff, but you're also going to see, so I assume everybody at home kind of understands this intuitively, but might not know it consciously. A lot of the shows that, or a lot of the tours that might make sense to you in your mind, they're not done because of ego. And it's a lot of like, fuck this band. I don't want to go out with this band. Or I think my band's bigger than this band. I don't want, but that shit is wiped away by incredible thirst for even a crumb of fucking financial stability. So you, you it, it, we've probably talked about this. When you see bands of a certain generation touring together, it means that that type of music is over. By the way, everybody, that doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy it. But like when you see bands that would have been at the top of their field at one time, now doing a co-headline together, it means that they have to. That's what then it becomes like that Summerland touring yes. fest where it's like, yes. we got here we got uh, Gin Blossoms fest. The um, who's the father of mine? Who's that band? Yeah, well, yeah, let's just say Gin Blossoms Everclear. Everclear. Yeah, Everclear. Thank you. The band who so, got called out recently because they had a line about being the only white kid in a black neighborhood. <laughs> Is that true? I was like, that didn't sound cool in 1994. It's more <laughs> fucked up in 2021. <laughs> well, listen. Okay. Here's the thing we're going to see a lot of that and everybody that doesn't mean that that shit's not cool. If you like the gin blossoms, like when I say something's over, yeah. When I say something's over, it doesn't mean it's actually over for you. It just means that like the tide is turned on that style and there's no reason that a thinking person should try to keep up with what is in. There's no reason, but it's just this stuff turns. And as it turns, you see egos, massaged into shape <laughs> well and, and i mean honestly i want to pull this back because i thought tom asked a cool question to start it there is going to be this weird thing where i think we can all acknowledge that um 14 months in underground music world is actually kind of a long time and we've talked about it a little bit here and there yo it's going to be different there's going to be bands who were hot who are not hot there's going to be bands who were not hot who are very hot. There's going to be bands who didn't exist, who are hot as fuck. And, and that's going to create some weird market stuff. There's going to be some weird adjustments. At first, I feel like everyone's going to thrive. Like people, Pat's been saying this for a long time, and I don't think we ever disagreed. It was more just like the hesitance of seeing like, okay, w- when are we even going to see this? How's the rollout going to be? Because the, I'm seeing numbers that feel strong and even better than the numbers of people who are getting vaccinated. The numbers of people who see who are saying they are not going to get vaccinated have flipped because I think people are going, oh, I don't have to pay for it. All right. Fucking why? Fine. All right. Cool. Yeah, um, I mean, also, look, look th- there's just we got to give some social pressure doesn't mean necessarily that somebody's leaning on you. It's just right. that it's just that there is. A, a turning of the consensus opinion. So, I mean, a good a good example would be opening this shit up at all. Like, if, if you if you scraped Twitter for opinion three months ago, <laughs> you, you you'd say you'd hear people saying we shouldn't open up until twenty twenty two, no matter what. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. No question. But, but I mean, I think the tenor in the in the the country has changed too, and not no doubt. And yep. partially in a like throw your hands up and who gives a fuck. Yep. And partially just because like. Things have actually moved. Two, and, two, I, I, 222 deaths yesterday. 
Yep. Um, in America. Well, yeah. In, Amer- in America. Now, I'm not minimizing those at all because. No, I mean, uh, it's somebody's family. Exactly right. Somebody's yep. family. And uh, also, Tom, a friend of you and I's, has been uh, going through a serious COVID thing. I've been surprised that. The, shout out to him. Uh, I've been surprised yeah. that he's. Uh, it hit him this hard, but I, I'm. He's texted me now. Yeah. In the uh, hospital twice. I'm oh. honestly taking it very seriously as because I'm I've been the guy that's been like who gives a shit blah 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 but like you know you see a friend in a in a bad situation and mm-hmm. it makes you feel something so yeah. it, it, it's I'm not taking those 222 lives for granted but it's in about a month we're going to be at the same amount of covid deaths that there are auto accident deaths in the United States per day I uh, right right and but I think that's the big thing because people were making a big deal because of a bigger hardcore band announced a show, you know, with a quick turnaround, with like a month turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one really said anything, you know. Meanwhile, there had been that earlier show, I don't, which might have been around the same time, but was announced like fucking four months ago. And people were like, what are you, fucking insane? Like, yeah, why would right. you think of doing this? But it's outdoors and blah, blah. So people were like, you know, how come, the, you know, these bands, like, number one, it's Three, well, n- number one, the obvious. Number yeah. two, like, you know, things are so much different. In December, it seemed like this was never going to end. There's, there's uh, also- in April, it seems like it might. Well, and yo, like, there was a reason that f- whenever we teased this three, four, five weeks ago, whatever it was, like, we literally said, yo, it's going to feel different in a few weeks. So that's why we want to hold the conversation. And now feels like a fun time to have this fun in the most, you know, quotes around it way. But like, it looks like some stuff's going to happen and, and it feels not like it's going to feel crazy at that point, you know? Oh, I think my sincere belief, and I, I think I've probably said this for a little while, but I think now I'll sound less insane. Oh yeah. My, my sincere belief is that when this kicks into gear, we are going to be shocked at how people, how quickly people take to it. Uh, I think yeah, people, if you got to put your foot in first and you're like, all right, yeah, precisely. Uh, you know what, Tom? That's a good point. There, there is a. I already ruined my diet on this one cupcake. I'm going to eat the entire package of cupcakes. <laughs> right. I think you almost have to like dip your toe in, and you're like, "All right, that wasn't as bad as I was expecting to be." I've been locked in my home for 14 months. Yes. Yes. Anything is going to be weird. I don't know about you guys. Like, you know, well, I mean, I live by myself and stuff, but like, any like social interactions. I, oh, I feel yeah. like I'm getting out of like a fucking cave. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, you know, it's not that easy to just kind of like acclimate yourself. I mean, imagine, I mean, this is, you know, imagine like going from somewhere to go like, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, being incarcerated, but like you're getting back out to this and you're like, all right, okay. I never thought I would do this or like, I want to do this so badly, but now, you know, it's, it's a fucking, it's a scary proposition no matter what that first yeah. show you go to. And if you want to get tested afterwards and you have a negative test, you're going to be like, Oh, well, all right. Maybe this wasn't, uh, and and that's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to say something, Tom, you are typically the, uh, the, the, the soft touch on this podcast where, where you you typically want to take, you want to be as, uh, as open-hearted to as many people as possible. I try this in the, yeah, I think that's fair for sure. Yeah. Yeah. With this platform that like Tom is very conscious of the platform, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to invoke your spirit for a second, right? Okay. Uh, and, and and just say the thing that's been on my mind is, and I know that this is a weird conversation coming from me because I've been somewhat strident about 
not taking this as seriously as some other people. Right. Masks but, with like people's buttholes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that went over so, real well. So I, I'm perhaps not the person, but, uh, Sh- show your, show your platitudes here. Let's go. Well, I just want to say, I just want to say that, uh, a number of people, both in my life and in my friends' lives, have been in a desperate way lately. Uh, mental health stuff. And when drilled down on and like, hey, what's actually going on here? The answer is all the same, which is, hey, I think I'm just freaking out. I, I, this has been really rough this year. And... I think that if there was a rubber band, now obviously some people snapped in the first few weeks, but yeah. if if there's been a rubber band, there might be a rubber band effect where it has. Uh, I mean, I can right. say that from personal experience. So it's is it is it hitting you a little bit harder in the last month and a half than you anticipated? Like, yeah. is, the, is the last mile the hardest mile? Is what I mean to say. I'm just I'm trying to give our listeners like my sympathy. And I've been the dickhead. So I just want to make it clear, like, hey, those of you that are struggling, of course, talk to people, do whatever you can, et cetera. But like, also understand, like, yo, it's okay to struggle. And we are nearing the end of this seemingly. So I, I, yeah. I, I don't like to get too heavy, but that's, uh, it's been on my mind because I was shocked at the number of people that have just like basically broken down and said, this year has been just very, very hard. <laughs> so, so Yeah, because I think when you're in the, I mean, it's almost like, you know, the whole, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yep. Yeah. Like when you're in the middle of the fucking thing, it seems endless. And it's like, you can't panic because it's like, well, I mean, well, you can obviously, but like, I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, now that it's towards the end, you look back, you're like, fuck. Like I ran through like briars and thorns and I'm all cut up now. Yeah. Like yeah, now fine. I can see where I got to go. But like in the middle of that stuff, you don't even think about it. And I think that's kind of what hits a lot of people. That, and and also the return to normalcy is 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 a fucking not what a lot of people want too. No, that's yeah, a fact. That's and, very and true. I'm not trying to go back to a fucking office, man. No, that's See, Tom, there's on, I, on so many, yo, on so many levels, what you said is true. Cause there's that, there's these things that I think are universal. I think there's some people, uh, there's, there's a lot of weird ways people have taken this. I also really like the way you said that when you're in the middle of the shit, you're in a fight, you're in a fucking game, you're in whatever you're running through a thorn bush. You realize, Hey, this is the situation head down let's go that's a that's not everyone but that's a lot of people i know that's a lot of the way i am right that's how it was when i got hit by the car last year <laughs> right yeah like let me get in the middle the- of it, you're like fuck i get hit by a car and right, then, up, then up, like and then half later. hour later i go what the fuck i get hit by a car right and now you're saying it exactly in this situation you're nearing the end maybe maybe the thorn bush is cleared up a bit and you can see like i'm not at the end but i'm getting there and you look down and you're like oh fuck i'm shredded yeah, this this is I am different now than I was 14 months ago in ways that some people maybe have made improvements in their life. Some people have felt better. Some people have done different things and some people have had both ways. But there's a lot of people out there who are looking around going, damn, I'm not I'm not able to socialize the same way I used to. I feel different. Things are weird. I'm, I'm, I got to readjust. So this is this is definitely a case where the acclimation process is going to be an active thing for the next, I mean, the rest of this couple year. Probably. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bet you'd be a couple years before, you know, like, cause people are going to do it at their own fucking pace, Yeah, you know? And I mean, shows can happen and everything and whatever. Oh, and I mean, I think, but, I think what you said there, the, 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 do it at their own pace. Key, key phrase. Right. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, shit's not going to be normal. Yeah. Quote, unquote, normal until, like, summer of 2022. Yeah. Like, legit, like, tours playing full venues, you know, not everyone has to bring a fucking card in their man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough. And, I mean, I think talking to, you know, we can get on to this, too. Like, even, like, business-wise, some of the stuff that's kind of come from this. Like you know, on the on the booking agent promoter level, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, because I, I had asked, I was like, "Is any of the like, the, does anything get charged back to the band?" You know what I mean. So, like, you know, right. a lot of places, it's like you, you know, all right, well, the sound person is three hundred bucks, and you know, it's five hundred people, five hundred bucks for security, and they, like all this sort of stuff. A friend of ours was saying that like a lot of these venues are charging back, you know, seven hundred fifty to a thousand dollars. For COVID cleaning after the show. Right. Additional costs. So, like, that's coming off the top, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, nothing's free. Like, you're not getting free food. Like, so, like, that's getting added to it. Then there's, like, you know, a lot of promoters are putting in, like, those kind of, um, um, uh, what's the, what's the, the, um, act of God kind of stuff? Clauses. Sure. 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 Yeah. Clauses into the, into the contracts that it's like, you know, Fucking Foo Fighters could be playing in the garden for fucking, you know, a million dollars. But if only $250,000 comes through the door, they go COVID clause and then they're only getting the 250. Like they're not yeah. getting their guarantee. They're getting the gross at the door and that's it. Which for hardcore doesn't really, I mean, it did no, affect but, some but people. It, I mean, it does. It'll fix some people. And it just is one of those things people should probably know, think about. Um, I have a feeling that that's going to be a lot more widespread than we think. Uh, I mean, Patrick, does any of that surprise you? Uh, with the big tours, literally nothing that I hear would surprise me because uh, we've we've kind of talked about this a lot that you can't have a mass casualty event if you're Foo Fighters. You, do you know what I mean? Like you can't afford to have your whatever no. you're, you're whatever the the riot at the who show where somebody died you can't have your an name. altamont altamont yeah, yeah you no, the wrong stone, wrong stones it, oh, it was rolling right. well rolling stones was altamont uh there was a who concert where i think somebody died anyway the, oh, yeah right right, right. The, the the point is um you you don't want that obviously because you don't want somebody to die but also because bad optics bro so like there's going right. you're to be, you're able to be sued yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that, that's, but the ticket will say that you can't. Yeah, well, right. No, it will. Tom, let's talk about that though. Uh, everybody, those things that you sign in life, I tell you this both as as somebody that signs them, and uh, I I now employ people on occasion. I have to have people sign things. They are not worth shit. <laughs> So, so like if you choose to sue the garden, trust me, you can sue the garden. Uh, and I don't think, I think that, yes, you bring, you minimize your problems. Like somebody stubbed their toe. They're going to look at the back of the ticket and go, damn, but somebody gets a spinal injury. They're going to sue you no matter what. So, uh, nothing would surprise me about a big tour because they have to, uh, limit their liability as much as possible. And they, if that means having everybody tested at the door, if that means, uh, like, like, uh, show going COVID passport, it, it could mean a million things, but it, they are going to be scared for the first few months 
unless big caveat, unless they're not, unless the thirst for normal life is so intense that this stuff all flies out the window and they're willing to let it ride. And, and people are willing to let it ride because I know the small shit. I mean, isn't that everybody though? Like we're talking about like fucking food fighters because it's abstract and it's like whatever. But like, if you're doing a fuck, if it's, you know, if fucking drug church and against me are out there, like, well, again, oh, oh, whomever, like, I'm not saying that you're touring with against no, me, but, but like a but, band of that, of that level, see, they don't want any of their crowd to fucking die. And that's just as like, I mean, not, it's just as likely not in terms of like volume. Yeah, which, right. But, you know, so, one of 20 is one of 20 of one of 20, wherever that is. Right. Right. So, so Tom, here's the interesting thing there though. Uh, Against Me is an interesting choice for this conversation because Against Me has like a, a really dedicated fan base that is pretty broad and includes a lot of people who are probably sensitive to this topic. So it's not like a trapped show. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like it's not right. like it's it's not going to uh, I, I don't even know who else like uh, a fucking Alien Ant Farm show. <laughs> like it's it, it's it's people who are sensitive to the thing that part matters because i have no doubt that the people in against me care about their audience i'm not suggesting otherwise but even if they were evil fuckers who didn't you still have to appear to because that's your audience whereas if you're entrapped all you have to do is say like thank you for your service uh you know <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. come out and fucking play the show. Let people push mosh and you don't got to worry about that. Like, <laughs> right. So there's, there's a That's difference there. And here's my, oh, here's another question, please. And I asked our friend and he was like, was that ever allowed? Not really, but it is. Will. And, and, all right. So not at like fucking, you know, like a regular punk show, like a fucking DIY type show. But any type of show at like a venue, venue. Yes. Will moshing slash diving be forbidden? <sighs> right. Uh, like, are you, you supposed you to stand in your right square? Way. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this stuff sort of works like the slow reopening for like these like fucking like sit down shows or like, you know, like Dinosaur Jr. played that show with Anxious and it was outside. Sure. Like, you sit in your fucking square. Yeah. You know, like you can only go to the bathroom and to like whatever, or like to the 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 they get a beer, or whatever the hell the story. Sure, is. sure, sure. And that's it. You're going to see. I'm going to see fucking drug church at Irving Plaza. Say, you, you, am you, I sitting with my bubble and only allowed to stay there? Like, can you only monitor your bubble? Well, I that's think, that's a good question. Go ahead. I think talk. I think unfettered capitalism, Patrick, can jump out again and say <laughs> the market will decide. So, uh, if those shows are busts then what you're going to see is what you see in uh, bars in the deepest parts of Brooklyn, which is there's been a smoking ban for most of my life. Not, not everywhere. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, 
and while we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. If if you... If you're, suffice to say, if your consumer, your constituents in whatever capacity... Uh, don't want the thing and are willing to vote with their dollar, most business people will follow that dollar. So is there going to be a hard bet? Sorry. Well, they have a say in it though. I mean, I, my my thought was like, especially I think of like New York city particularly, I mean, that's my biggest experience, Mm -hmm. but like, there's one thing like, you know, if you're playing like say somewhere like say Starland ballroom and, and you know, Joey Starland goes to the bouncers, like don't really don't, don't, stop people if they're having a good time, whatever, whatever. Yes. In New York City, everyone's a fucking cop. Yeah, that's a fact. So, like, it's not like, you know, if you're playing fucking, you know, Santos Party House, it's gone, whatever. But if you say yeah. you're playing Santos, yeah. Andrew WK is not going to stop you from moshing. But the fucking undercover that's yeah. there, just like the undercovers that are, you know, like the, the I mean, it, like the hip-hop police, how do you know there's not going to be a fucking COVID police? There are. Oh, no, They've busted bars. They've, you know, mm-hmm. Bars are fucking being like, all right. Well, if you want this beer, you have to buy a peanut butter sandwich. Wait, uh, t- t- let me t- let me tell you guys about one that I had no idea that blew my fucking mind. Do you, do you know what bars in uh, San Diego were doing? No, no. Putting signs in the window that said, "This is a peaceful protest," and th- they oh, were no. they were they were invoking their right to pe- peaceable assembly and and, sa- and just serving drinks. 
and being like, it is, it is, and there's no debate that is technically a protest. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like a very uh, funny yeah. angle, I thought. That is pretty, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. I thought you were going to do like they, you know, like back in the day, like when eBay or like you go to try to buy like tickets, like, you know, and the tickets are like, you know, wor- they're selling them for 10 times what they're worth. Be like, hey, <laughs> if you buy this pen for 250 bucks, yes. you get two free fucking Oasis tickets. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of shit. I thought they were going to do that. But like, you can buy this $12 pretzel. And here you go. <laughs> beer for your problems. You know, beer for your troubles. Right. They were doing that uh, at certain places. The uh, God, what's the, it was some place in Long Island was doing the. Uh, it's a, I mean, not, not the place that, not the good place, but there's some place that's been doing shows for a long time. Nassau community college. No, uh, but, but it's, you know, it's some shit bar and they have been having shows throughout COVID. Uh, some folks. Oh, we talked about that. Right. Yeah, that we, can I, can I talk about hot dogs this? or something like that? Something like you that. had to buy like a chili dog. There you go. You want a dog, bunch yeah. of people farting chili dogs while moshing to the local Suffolk mosh band. Yes, correct. Hey, hey do I sound reasonable today, guys? Your 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 lefto uh, Patrick, you're like bleeding heart today. Yeah, well, I've I become I libertarian to, comparatively. I want to talk about something that's <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm going to compare New York and LA for a second, and because I don't, I like LA and I I like people in New York, but I don't, I'm not from either place. I don't, you know, they could both fall in the ocean eventually. It's fine, but. Thanks, bro. I just wanted to say a thing that I've noticed. LA's had shows, right? And I've yeah. hinted around this. I've talked a little bit about this. That nobody Cat says anything back. because there's a lot of corny white punks that don't feel comfortable criticizing Mexican kids throwing shows, right? Right. So, so like, that's just what it is. There's, I mean, the kids in that scene know it, and the corny white kids know it. And so they've they've kind of let this thing, like, there's these raging fun as fuck fucking shows. You and saw the big one this weekend, right? Oh my well, God. The, Eric yeah, and, I mean, and those bands, I mean, the bands posted it. So it wasn't yeah. like anyone fucking. There was no snitching. I mean, there was several. 600 people there. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Moshing. Eric, Eric and I had the worst like, FOMO. We, we were both, we were both sitting at home going, fuck. <laughs> but the, I mean, it looked fake. It looked like, you know, like, all right, we're going to put on a show. We're going to put on like a, 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 like a hardcore show for a movie. Right, yeah. So yeah. everyone act ridiculous. It was yeah, it, it was awesome. like halfway to Golden Voice shows. Like it was yeah. wild looking. <laughs> yes, it looked yeah. awesome. So at any rate, how did that like, happen, Tom? It's been happening because yes. again, but, I mean, at that volume, no, not like that. They've all been smaller, saying, like, like under a bridge like, shows, kind true. of thing. You know? Right, but, like yeah, but that's one thing. But like, how did that go on? There wasn't a, like, and I'm not saying there should have been, but like. No fucking cop helicopter. No fucking co- chopper. No black Tom, helicopter. No fucking cop driving by. Tom, I gotta say, L.A. is crazy in this respect. Every single, I, 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 without exaggeration, every single week there is a Fast and Furious style like donuts in a in a major intersection, like three hundred people, like car <laughs> impromptu car show that shuts down a major intersection for like you know thirty minutes. <laughs> yes, and and wow, all right. And cops show up, but after. <laughs> so like it's like, all right, they've had their fun. Now we now we show up. And that's how LA's been through this whole pandemic. Like all right. I mean, there's there's uh two uh serious crimes on my block in the last uh t- uh maybe 36 hours. And 
cops. I mean, Lady Gaga's up, dog walker, bro. Cops didn't show up to either one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cops are just like, uh, we'll get a second call if somebody's dying. You know, so Jesus, yeah. Uh, right. But so that could be part of it. And but here, but, but here's my point. Uh, the shout out to the kids that have been doing the shows out here. But I just wanted to say, I'm seeing a different energy directed at at kind of like New York hardcore notables um, who want to do shows as well. And we've been critical of some of the like, you know, like, like Mr. John Joseph doesn't present himself perfectly online. And, and we've been critical of all the same stuff everybody else has. But of course, but I just want to say it's shitty when being notable means that people want to unload their anxieties about the pandemic on you. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think that's the case. I, I, I'm not saying across the board. I'm just saying that I've seen. A co- I mean, I think a lot of times people are like poking at fucking people and being like, "You guys are idiots." I'm the smart one. No, sure, I listen. I'm not. And I think so. People are like, "Fuck you!" Like, and you're like, "Now you're blocked from my like." What are we doing here? Like, you're talking about like blocking people. We're all adults. No, but I think not. that's different. Like the singer from fucking Barrage or whatever the band was that played the LA show who posted the video. I'm not outing them as, as they yeah, did. That, that was all above board in the respect that they, they right. Were, that dude's they not being like, fuck you guys. You know, no, uh, sorry. COVID's Tom, I, fake. I, I, I should be clear. And I think, yeah, I, I mentioned John Joseph because his name comes up here a lot and he's, he's in New York obviously. And he's trying to do things in New York. Uh, but that's so why I mentioned him in that respect. And that's not who I'm talking about necessarily. I understand that there's some sure. a- animus towards John Joseph. What, what I'm saying is like, I think that there is, I, I just noticed this because the LA thing has been thriving and like really building momentum. And it's, it's cool. If you think it's cool, everybody, if you don't think it's cool, don't attend. Okay. Next up. I mean, I think that's just dangerous as fuck. If I'm being honest. Sure. But a, a self-elected danger, right? So, we always say that, but it's different. It is, and it isn't. Like it's, we all it's have- not self-elected. It, it, it's a self-elected danger if you decide to fucking jump off the stage and no one catches you, or you're standing up front, someone dies on you and hurts yourself. Like that's self-elected. If like I go to this fucking show and then I go to you know go to fucking In and Out afterwards and I fucking cough on somebody's grandmother and they get sick and die, that's yeah. not self-elected to that woman. Tom, w- with all the sensitivities towards the grandmas that are at the In and Out at one a.m. I, it, it, you never at, know. At some point, at some point, grandma has got it. That she's got to die. No, 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 not at all. I mean, at some point she does. I think that's just a fact. But, but I'm not being sensitive like that. I'm just saying, grandma got to look out for grandma. You know, you know what I mean. It, 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 at some point, yes. I, uh, you and I's major battle through this whole thing has been the uh, rights of the individual versus the responsibility to the group. And you're a reasonable adult where you just go, yeah, listen, I respect everybody's rights here, but like, you got to understand you live in a society and you you can't want to like, you can't put other people at risk needlessly. And that's a completely- right. And to go to a punk show is to me is needless. Listen, I love hardcore more than anybody, but like I can wait. Sure. And, and, but that's the thing. It, it's your choice. And now your point is, yeah, but if I'm at if I have to go get groceries and you cough on me, then you've transmitted your choice to me. I fully exactly. get it. I fully get it. I just also think that we during this time we have 
focused on this responsibility towards each other that is, and I'm not accusing you of this, Tom, I'm just saying broadly, mm-hmm. that is pretty ingenuine or disingenuous, I should say. Like it, it, every day of our lives, we take each other's life in, in each other's hands and we we don't get... Do we? Like we don't get morose about it. Well, we don't get, uh, yeah, no. I mean, a good example here is is driving cars, right? <clears throat> you, you, you. When you go out and drive a car, you have a responsibility to yourself to drive safely, and you have a responsibility to others to drive safely for them. And still, you could die very easily doing everything the right way. Yes. And but how often does that really happen? Oh, I mean, I think it probably happens more often than you think. I mean, you know, it's not like. It's not like somebody from my blocks dying every week going out driving, but if you look at if you look at numbers, it's pretty bad. People, 107, of, 107 people a day, yeah, uh, die in auto accidents. So, right, but I'm saying like, so I would but, I would go as far to guess 80 percent of those people, so 80 percent or 90 percent of those deaths were caused by something. Like not like I was driving 50, and no, then, you yeah, know like, like a there's only so sure. there's mostly user error. It's yeah. not fucking. I went to hit the brake and the brake didn't work. No, 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 oh, no, no totally. No, no, no. It's always You're driving eighty-five. No, no, no. I, Tiger Woods. I think it's that's the reason that you're doing it for both when you go out and drive a car. But it's also you have to acknowledge as a driver. Like I acknowledge every time I get in the car, and when I put my kid in the car or put a friend in the car, or whatever, I can do everything right, and I'm still taking a risk. I mean, listen. You know what I, I mean? I'll, How crazy I'll that bring is. It down and it's, to, it's because it's the other person. You can't totally rely on others for your own safety. Uh, well, uh, let me relate it to a thing that we all enjoy. Like, yo, uh, stage diving is fundamentally dangerous, not just to the person stage diving, but to the people being uh, having their necks compressed by somebody landing directly yes. on the top of their head. And uh, now we all agree there's ways to do it responsibly. But you are still taking, even me, the thinnest man that's ever lived, is still taking somebody else's life in my hands when I choose to do that. That's right. And my. Right, but they're also, but they have a part in that. Yes, they attended they the have show. Any, if they I have agency, they stand in the front. No, I mean, that's the, that's the difference. I think, like, if I'm going to, like, not me or whoever, like, yeah. my mom's a fucking fucking path mark yeah and some fucking dude that was like i needed to see fucking bands that plays you know what i mean that plays every fucking weekend right. or will once everything opens up and like my mom gets sick because this fucking idiot couldn't wait another month or two I know. then that's that's beyond like she doesn't have any there's no she doesn't have any agency about that she's literally just doing something that's a regular life well right well that, like you're not walking she's not like you know what? Like, I just want to see what it looks like. I'm going to stand outside the fence. No, no, no. You get sick. You're, you're totally right. There's the the only thing is it's like reasonable agency, right? Like, like you're not your mom has the agency to not go to the grocery store, but that seems like like the thing that happened through COVID, which you know there was a lot of people who I, I shouldn't say a lot of people. There are people who literally didn't leave their houses. Yes. You know, like maybe sure. went outside on their deck or did whatever, you know. But I mean, in my house, this is a good example. Amanda left the house one fifth as much as me because I was like, okay, one of us should be the person who goes and does grocery shopping and this shit, you know, and does all this. Right, right. So there's me. But but you're right. Well, it's like this is the interesting part and in why I think this is such a fun conversation because I don't think any of us actually disagree with the conversation. 
it's where the slider goes in terms of what is reasonable acceptance of, of risk for self, what is reasonable acceptance of risk for others, and, and where you put that and, and reasonable responsibility to take on for others. Because I right, agree, I, think, I tend to agree, like it would suck. Like I think these shows that were happening through COVID, like they've happened. Like I'm not mad, but I, I am disappointed or weird, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, come on, like maybe, like if you put someone at risk, like that's a bummer. And I'm not saying you did, but maybe you for did. What? But like in, for what? Six, in four months... For let's say six months, let's say uh, it's it's April now. Let's say in October, I strongly feel there will be shows back. I, I think sure. there's going to be shows Guaranteed. back in October, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But I don't think COVID's going to be zero at that point either. You know? No, no. But I think you. To me, it's kind of I, I, I don't know. I mean, like it's like um, I had a thought, and then Pat. No, it's okay. Uh, sorry. sorry, I said your name, uh, Tom. I was just going to say you're you're for what. Is completely valid, except you can always reduce life to the for what. Like, if right, I but like, all right, I had to go to the supermarket, or I had to go to work because if I didn't go to work, I got I wouldn't get paid, right. and my family couldn't survive. Right. Sure. All right, I caught it for what? Because I had to support my family. Yep. You had to go to a fucking punk show. Listen, that's the way I look at. It. Is it like I that? It. I get lasted it. for 12, 14 months. I fully get sixteen it. months. Kill you, Tom. That's my whole thought and the whole thing. And there's no one that's going to give you like when it's not going to be like, you know, fucking Fauci's not going to come and like open the gate and be like, we're good to go. Everybody get out there. Like people are going to have to make their own determination. Yes. But, but I think it's just short sighted to me. Tom, I, I, I can't argue that it's sh- that it's not short sighted because I think if you're looking at it through that lens, everything is because here here's my point is you, you I function completely fine in this current environment i'll confess that sitting i was able to sit outside and enjoy a meal at a dining area at, at the other day and enjoyed myself so goddamn much i had no idea how much i was missing right sitting at the dining area of whole foods <laughs> which by the way i'm gonna send you guys a photo don't say his name uh, on no, here. i'm gonna no, send no. you a photo of the the fella that i met mm-hmm. uh, while i was eating and okay. we had a perfectly Wonderful conversation. I want you to, you guys to tell me if you've ever seen two human beings that look less, myself and this fella, if you've ever seen two human beings that were less obvious, like we just didn't look like we would be chilling. Um, but I uh, had a totally fascinating conversation with him uh, about being a young father. Uh, and because he, here's a weird thing I never realized. You can't relate. I can't relate. No, he is. He, you didn't know Tom. Pat has a three month old. Uh, it's been a secret. No, Young listen, dad. This this fella had a kid when he was 18 and he's young looking. So he said, yeah, my life is a fucking misery, man. He goes, I, I uh, if any place I go with my daughter, who is like now 16, uh, they think we're dating. And it's so uncomfortable because my life is kind of like warding off creeps. And then and then I look like the creep everywhere I go. <laughs> so like, it's like I I had never thought about that perspective in my life of being the guy that has a kid when you're 18. I never thought about it. And it was, it was so we had a very fun conversation. Uh, do you see this fellow that I just sent you? 
Yeah, that's a, yeah. I have no idea who this is. That's a that's no, a very it, odd pairing, and I don't I, I don't know who that is either. Just going no, on the he, visual, he's nobody. He's nobody. He's yeah, only he's notable nobody. because he won a couple of fitness awards. But he's he's he, he's he a big is, man. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, just based on our, based on what you know yeah. of him on that look, and based on me. <laughs> yeah, Ronald Reagan I mean, it looks, like looks great. Yeah, <laughs> you look. You're wearing the same size shirt. <laughs> anyway point is i got a lot out of uh this thing that i didn't know i valued and tom here's all i'm saying is uh i'm comfortable here and you've taken it on the chin but there's people who have lost their goddamn minds full stop by not having any social outlets that are meaningful to them of course and there are people that would rather risk their life and your life than watch their deteriorate any further and I almost can't blame them. Well, you know, like here's the thing. I think I could label them both. I can understand it and say like, I'm not mad at it. And also say, yes, maybe, maybe a little selfish, you know? And I don't even say that with any kind of malice because I do. I I think we've all seen it. The mental health impact of this is going to last for years. Hell fucking yeah. Right. So a fucking hardcore show in, in June is going to help you? I know. I know. It, some people. <laughs> That's might, what I'm saying. That's my whole point. I like, and I get it. It's it's a lot of people. It's their fucking business. It's their livelihood. I, that I get. But to me, and maybe I'm crazy, the shows that are like these like DL quiet, you know, like, you know, shows that get announced two weeks after they happen. And you can so you can say like no one got COVID. Like you would know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because like, what are you following up with old people that showed up at your show and be like, show me, show me your fucking negative. Yeah, not, like, not a lot stupid. of contact tracing at shows. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> not the ones that we're talking about. But to me, none of these bands are touring bands that are like, fuck, you know what, dude? Like, I got a mortgage, man. That to me, I think that's where it doesn't make sense. Like if if fucking, you know, 35 bands that only play Brooklyn and only, you know, would go between like fucking like, you know, like Shea Stadium and the fucking Acheron are now playing shows, you know, because fuck it, man, it's, you know, it's fucking anarchy, bro. Then you're a fucking idiot. But if it's like, hey, man, you know, fucking whoever, fucking sick of it all, mad ball, whoever, those dudes, this is their entire, entire livelihoods. I give that more of a pass because it's not just, you know, it's not just entertainment. Sure. It's also their fucking jobs. And like they're adult men and adult women with children and houses and rent and, ki- you know, like that I get. To, but And that goes back to my thing about the touring stuff. It's like, yo, know, dude, like if you if this wasn't like your fucking livelihood, like let the let the adults go out first. Oh, see, I I. I I hear you. That's and, how I took it. And what you're saying, it makes sense. I just don't agree because like this is, I say this as a guy whose band, I have one band whose capital is that are, is at its peak at the moment. And then another band whose capital is, has to be rebuilt because we haven't had a, f- a full length out in a long time. So like there's, I, I'm, I see both ends of it. Like, okay, so Drug Church will probably get preferential, preferential treatment when we start touring again because we have an sure. album coming out. People feel good about the prospects of that, whatever. And self-defense is going to have to scrape because we, I mean, we'll probably will have a release by the next time we tour, but like we don't have anything for a couple of years. So, but now is self-defense their primary income? No. 
That's a fact. But here's well, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying, Tom. Is it's not and self defense. Granted, we're all like, you know, we're all adults and like. But what I'm saying is, it's not your income until it is. And some of these kids, like, we won't know what the next big thing is. That's going to, frankly, and I say this again. I say this with somebody with skin in the game that we don't know what will eat up. Like, what's going to kill drug church? Something. You know what I mean? Eventually, because that's the way that life works. And eventually there's going to be a kid band that is going to knock me out of my holes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, gonna, sure. And, and that's the way it works. And we don't know what we don't know what that is until we know what that is. And that's th- this is why I think that just on a purely personal level, like some of the people that get caught up in the numbers game of, of, of touring music and all that, I think that it can be really unhealthy because you have to accept the fact that you're part of a tradition. And part of that tradition is, I guess, for a lack of a better word, naked capitalism or, or, or just the changing of times that things we don't know what's hot until, it's until hot. it fills, until it's booked and it fills 600 kids and you go, Whoa, <laughs> what the fuck right. is You that? go from one of four to four to four. We go from one of four to four of four back to one of one of four. It's a hundred percent. So that's how it works. Uh, so, yeah. so, and uh, yes, and not everybody understands that's weird, but like, but my point is Tom, that, I don't give any preferential treatment to the established acts, uh, even though I'm in some. Be- it's simply because you never know what's going to happen next. And some kids who I use Polar Bear Club. Polar Bear Club had no intentions of being a full time band. Nope. And then they put out a record that people loved overnight, yep. full time band. Yep. It just happened. Right. Because, but no, no. And I totally understand that. But if you're not depending on that income, uh, listen, then, like, if be- you didn't, know, if if, the, if fucking Polar Bear Club blew up during the fucking pandemic, and didn't know what was awaiting them, then there's no loss. But if like, you know, if I, you know, you see, you know, if fucking, you know, I, I mean, whoever, Turnstile, fucking Touche, whoever, you know, bigger bands, that this is legitimately their full time job. Like you actually, you have to. I feel like they need to be given the first opportunity to be made whole again before, you know, they get eradicated for fucking new band X that everyone's gonna gonna knock them out of there. You know what? I, I I hear you. I'm just I'm just I I don't give. I have no skin in the game. Right. Don't ever tour again. I don't care. Like but, whatever. But like, <laughs> but so uh, Bob is gonna get the reference that the uh, the agents of apocalypse, right? So <laughs> they're. There are these, it's it's these like mutants that follow the the mutant archvillain apocalypse, right? And their whole thing is that they just follow him because they're extreme Darwinists that believe that he's the top of the chain. So yeah. the second that he's weak, they turn on him. Survival and, of the fittest. And, and that's that's how I, I like. And, and this is no disrespect to anybody that we're talking about because we're talking about people whose fortunes are much greater than mine, and I'm happy for all of them. But like, it's just the, the turning of the wheel of karma, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, or Dharma, I think actually like you Dharma. just, you, you're just fucking, you're up and then you're down. And, and I just think that each one of these bands is going to have to fight for their way out of this pit. And I totally understand what you're saying. I simply think this is the funnest time in music that I can remember. I hope so. So, yo, uh, we got through. I, I think that was real good. Um, 
before we <laughs> there was a lot of debating. Yeah, it's good though. I think let's it's, talk I mean, more fun stuff. Though. Let's do more fun let's stuff. Fun. Let's let's kind of like I think I think all three of us can, can agree. I make one last statement, please. Yes. To me, and I don't know. I mean, you guys might not be old enough, but like to me, I see it as if like all right, going to Europe in the nineties, right, was an accomplishment. Right, and then it lost right. all. It lost all. Not everyone got to go, right? Yeah. So it was kind of like you know, you'd go over there in '97, and you'd be like, "AF, sick of it all." Madball, ignite, turmoil, damnation, battery. There was like 20 bands before you, and that was really it, you know. And I th- like I remember the first time that we were over there, and like a local New Jersey band, like when we got to the first show, and they're like, "Oh, your tour mates will be here," and I'm like, "We don't, we don't, we don't have any tour mates." <laughs> and this band from Jersey right. paid their way and just jumped on shows with us, right? But to, after that, it was kind of like, well, now you ruined it for everybody that like did like built their way up to this. You snuck in the back door, and then all then it was kind of like, I mean, this bands are fucking demos. I got to go to Europe before it was like a fucking gigantic rite of passage. Now it's like you have a hot fucking cassette and you can go you know what i mean and i think it i kind of look at touring now like i look at that how it was back then that was kind of like yo man let fucking turmoil get another bite at this apple before you come over you book a tour it fucking flops and then the next time they're not going to be as likely to give another band a chance whatever you know what i mean like can i I'm going to tell a quick anecdote that I've never related anecdote that I don't think I've ever uh, been specific about Uh, uh, listener of the podcast, uh, Nate Wilson, uh, in a number of bands. uh, Also, one of them was uh, uh, the oath, right? Yep. Uh, Das oath. And uh, which by the way, I just went to their Wikipedia and I wonder if Mark McCoy did this. Somebody deleted them for lack of uh, l- lack of significance. That's not true. There's bands that are way less significant. Oh, <laughs> than, way uh, less. Wicked. That was a that so was prolific yeah. touring band, and like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been recently deleted. Um, so, oh no, 2019 rather. God, what a fucking scummy move to delete somebody's shit. Anyway, point is, I remember being actually mad at Nate Wilson who I did not know because he Das Oath was playing does anybody say Das Oath The Oath was playing uh, uh, they had a European tour booked and he opted out and he said I've just been too many times and I remember being mad you know what I mean like I was sitting there with As my a local. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, I'm a local. You're, 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 you're I'm playing, val- I'm playing downstairs down Valentine's three you're times saying, a like, month. You're just turning down going to Europe. Damn. Yeah. And, and I still feel that way. Uh, see, now I fully get Rachel's it. I, like, like I, I, I like, I don't turn down Europe. I like Europe, but I, I fully, I get like the, I don't get it. I get the, Oh yeah, I've done it. Come on, man. I've done it a bunch. Like, like Tom, this is not me flexing. There's, maybe four European cities that I can navigate on foot without looking at a map. And like, that means I've, yeah. been, that means I've been there too much. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, sure. But is it really too much? It's pretty fucking awesome. Think about all our friends that never got to do that. That's a fact. Well, that's, it, fact. It, that's it's, how it's, I look it's, at it. It's all 95% of bands don't get there. It's all in that's relativity though. You know what I mean? If you just went four or five times in the last 18 months, 
and you just want to be home for a while, that's you could probably understand that feeling too. Sure, sure. But like now, like even like with indecision or whoever, like we get like you know, oh, you want to do like a week, and like they'll be like <sighs> again, and I'm like, you've been there like eight times. You're 45 years old. Not a bad breakdown. Like, and and then I think about all our friends that never got to go once. Sure. Like, yeah, it's all true. You fucking asshole, take that goddamn. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's a really far flight to Australia. Okay, <laughs> take some fucking Xanax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know just, what I mean? Like, how lucky are you to even have that? You're lucky enough to fucking play outside your fucking zip code. Yeah, never I, mind going to far other countries, other states. Like, you know, all true. I I mean, look. It sounds like I'm disres- I'm completely going back on my let the the full time bands go back first. Uh, but I'm not. one listen, both things can be true at the same time. I just sure. I I I'm just saying that for myself, uh, I'm enjoying the survival of the fittest moment, and I because you're fit. I, that's a fact. Yes. Very right now you're fit. Yeah, that's a fact. So you're kind of like everybody line up at the tip. Let's bring it. Who? What do you got? Yeah. That okay. That's true. Uh, if it was, if you were pushing self defense right now, mm-hmm. or had like they your record whatever you had to do with self defense was ready to go. Well, that, so and it was, no. Here's a, here's a good example. Self defense wanted to do some shows, and I said, "Are you are you guys fucked in your fucking heads? Like we're not doing a show until we have a release. Like full stop." And the reason for that is because, yo, know, you got to, it's a rebuilding year. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I get excited for rebuilding years. I love rebuilding. I rebuild so much. I might as well get a job as a contractor, but like <laughs> it, it's, I get, not everybody likes that, but uh, yes. And for the record, okay, let me try to, relate you have to options. Everybody. You have right. options. Okay. Let me try to relate to everybody. I'm going to try to extend my love to everybody here. Um, if I was a kid, who couldn't get a show at a proper venue uh, over the next 18 months because they were packed out with what I saw as aging dickheads, I would be mad. And if I was a dude who was on the backside of my career, but still had plenty of life in it, but couldn't get the holds on shows I wanted because a band that I know is going to break up in six months in every local, in every local area is fucking occupying my holds. I could imagine being mad at that too. So I see both sides. I just love right. the chaos. <laughs> now are holds based strictly on, is it strictly on who got there first or will they be like, well, this, like, do they give, uh, priority to certain things they'll be like well um it's supposed to be who got there first but they'll be like well you know <laughs> this band's gonna fucking sell it out yes. this band might not got it i mean it's tough I, I i don't mean to shit on newer bands or whatever but it's like if we're not if like no if you yeah, have tom, like a regular on, job you, tom you should be clear so that people understand you are in a newer band so it, it's not it's yeah, not, like i can wait I, i'll right. never play again i don't give shit sure but you got to understand like you while you are in a newer band neither of us is 19 you know what i mean and just having right, that right. like that intense need yeah. to get out and prove yourself in the thing that you've been practicing at and trying to be good at that's you also know? for all angles of this i think that perspective comes in is the yo how many shows have you been to in your life tom <sighs> right i mean it's gotta yeah. be thousands. Can't, can't even count patrick same no. me same to the kid who's 20 
who had a whole year of shows that they were looking forward to or were about to go tour on or whatever. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> and I'm not disagreeing. I'm not even like, I see all the sides on this, but I really feel, I think they feel differently when they think about getting back to shows. Like I, I think about how important hardcore shows were to me from age 16 to 22 were they more important yeah. than my mom's life? No, no chance. Come on, you know. But yeah, but I mean that's different though. I feel like you know, like y- if you haven't toured yet, or like you know, no, no, no. I'm not even. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not going into the touring thing. I'm talking like that's what I'm I mean. talking. That's about, what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. But I'm talking the mental health. I just think I think it also like bands who are just getting started and maybe had stuff planned or just getting you know like a good example. Drain like Drain hasn't done much touring yet. You know, like they came out to the East Coast and did this is hardcore. I think. Yeah, that ruins my whole thing. <laughs> that literally ruins my entire stance because, like, them and Gulch haven't really toured much. They should be in the top 10 bands yes, to tour. That's right. what I'm saying. And, and Let it's the like, market decide. And there's other things like that. That's not who I'm talking about. No, of course. No, no, no. I know. And, and, and there's, you know, there's. And there's no band in particular. No, I know. I'm not I, I, any I, band in particular. I, I totally agree. But, like, it's, it's just, I'm not even going to any specific band or even trying to give a counter to your point. I'm just saying for the people who are young and that could be 19, that could be 24. Damn. I, I, I'm not even trying to give, make a stake for them, but I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes and, and the way that this shit would impact me now versus impact me. Then I think I'd feel different. Like, like Patrick used the term thirsty. I think all three of us, if we were 22 and shows just went away for a year, we we all still love hardcore. We still like shows and all that. But I think there'd be a little bit more eagerness in our brains to get back to shows. I don't think that any of us would actually have changed our stance. I don't think we would have been like throwing shows in October last year or something. Nothing like that. Yeah. But I do think like, damn, these years, these years have made it easier for me to say, yeah, man, like if no shows happen until 2022, I'm cool. If I'm 20... I'm looking at my fucking old ass and going, yeah, yes. old man, I'm good if you don't go to shows till 2022, too. Oh, I, listen, let's just be frank. We we know where I would be if I was 22. I'd be fucking being called right wing or some shit online because I'd be like, hey, I'm doing a show whenever the fuck I want. Fuck you. And getting into trouble nonstop. <laughs> like, we, know, we know who I'd be. I'd be fist bumping with John Joseph. You know what I mean? I'd be like, listen, yeah, we're on this. Like, because... You can't tell a kid shit. And that's just what it is. Like, it's like, but I don't know if it's the kids. That's the thing. I don't know if it's the fucking, the 22 year olds aren't the ones that are being out of pocket. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. That's well, true. that's a fact. That's There's true. a great, a great number of people, but, but here's, I mean, to me, all right, I've been to hardcore shows for my, like the majority of my life. I go to more hardcore shows than probably anyone on this call right now. For right? sure. That's a fact. Yes. But like, and that's like, you know, I mean, that's fine. I have like a, you know, if if it was to me, it was like, we're going to have this in June. 50-50 shot that it won't be problematic. Or you could wait till August and it's like 90-10, it won't be problematic. I, you know, I could wait. The majority of my friends are fucking hardcore people that I've met over the years that have yeah. grown into friends that are like adults and have families. And, you know, I'm not like the, you know what I mean? It's not like there are certain people that it's like, dude, you got to do something else. Like I just still kind of love hardcore, even though I have other things. Sure. 
but I think you know, if, given the my given those t- those choices, like for, to me for the greater good, I would fucking hold out. Yeah, and know that like I'm I'm mitigating the 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 impact of me going to a show by that much that much more by just holding on for a little bit longer. Yes, uh, uh, but okay. that to me, and I don't make money from it. Uh, that's true. So I mean, and, I can't and, say that. And respectfully, as you said, everybody has their peel off moment. Everybody. So for some people, it's going to be June. For other people, it's going to be right November, right? But but everybody is going to peel off from this notion. Um, Can I? I just want to hijack this conversation for just a moment to talk about the. I I don't check my own Twitter very much at all anymore because it's just there's too much chaos in the world, and I find myself getting really negative. But I did just check the axe to grind ads that, and uh, somebody Mm. just somebody just hit us with the. what, who's the other Morse? Uh, is, is that Todd? Todd, thank you. Todd. Somebody just hit us with the photo of Todd in front of the popcorn. popcorn. And I was out for a hike the other day and I had, I thought, what if Todd was really small? Did that one ever occur? Like Ant Man size? Yeah. Like, what if Todd it doesn't explain like his, the, It doesn't explain the couch, but perhaps like he's just part of a secret society we're unaware of. What, yeah. What if he's like, he lives in a dollhouse? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was like, have you ever heard this this whole like idea of magical realism, like the like the literary idea where it's w- the way that we construct reality. The example that's often used is y- you go on things that are proven in the past, but you can't actually know them for the present. So what right. I mean by that is uh, the classic example is you go to bed; it's raining. The next day, there's a car parked outside your house that was not there previously. You assume, because it's reasonable and, and sane, that somebody drove it to your house overnight and was like, perhaps they live across the street or whatever. You don't assume that it grew there overnight, right? And But it's just this notion of like looking at, looking at the world without uh, uh, preconceived, uh, without assumptions, right? And so I was thinking in line with that and thinking, what if Todd was really small? <laughs> and now that I'm now that I'm looking at the photo, it makes it much funnier. <laughs> Yo, thank you, everybody. This was a good episode. <laughs> that was popcorn. 